Hello and welcome to Filling the Sink, a podcast from Catalan News. I'm Lorcan Doherty and today we're talking about the case of Fatima Ofkir Reyes. In the summer of 2017, Fatima, then 18 years old, made a big mistake. The young Catalan woman was arrested in the Sultanate of Oman, accused of drug trafficking. She's currently serving a life sentence in prison there, but desperately wants to return home. On today's podcast, we'll be hearing from Fatima's mother, Rosario. And here with me in the studio to explain the case are Christina Tomas-White and Gifre Jordan. Hello to you both. Hi, Lorcan. Hi, Lorcan. So, Christina, tell us a little bit about the background of this case. So it dates back to the summer of 2017. At the time, Fatima was only 18 years old and she had traveled to the Middle East, to Oman. And when she arrived there, she realized that she didn't want to go on with the the scheme that she'd been talked into participating in um, and had actually tried to back out of it. But it was already too late because she was staying at a hotel in Muscat and um, in the middle of the night, 12 Omani police officers, all armed, came and arrested her and they found seven kilograms of morphine in her suitcase. Um, From the very beginning, she tried to cooperate with authorities there to give them as much information about the people who had talked her into doing this, to smuggling the drugs back to Europe. Uh, but, uh, but it was not enough to, clearly this, in order to convince uh, Omani. Yeah, the, the country uh, has very strict drug mm-hmm. laws. Yeah. yeah, for example, I mean, I was just looking at the UK foreign travel advice for Oman is that there's zero tolerance for drug-related offences and the penalties for importing, trafficking, smuggling and possession of even residual amounts of drugs are severe. So uh, she cooperated, but she was convicted, Gifre? So yeah, she did. She, she was convicted of drug trafficking and she was sentenced to a life uh, sentence, let's say, um, which is, well, the worst uh, scenario for her. Uh-huh. Although we recently talked to the Omani Justice Ministry and they said, they clarified uh, that whenever you are sentenced to, to life, you don't have to spend your whole, the rest of your life there, but a maximum of 25 years, in fact, let's say. So, so life sentence is equal to 25 years. Okay. Uh, maximum. Still a long time. <laughs> it's long time. It's it's not the whole life, but it's a very long time indeed. And on top of the length of the sentence, obviously the fact that she's so far from home, you know, we're going to hear from her mother very shortly, but she's in Oman, you know, the southeastern tip of the Arabian Peninsula, very different culture, different language. The Sultan there, uh, it's a hereditary monarchy and the Sultan has the sole authority to enact laws through royal decrees. Uh, That is Haitham bin Tariq since January 2020. It does have some human rights issues. Amnesty International, for example, have talked about, well, there is the death penalty there, uh, that women continue to face discrimination in both in law and in practice. And uh, that, you know, the government has detained and prosecuted activists and, and demonstrators as well. Christina, Last week, you went to visit uh, and talk to Fatima's mother. Yeah, I I did. It it was actually probably one of the most difficult interviews I've ever had to do. Um, She's very upset. She's not doing well. Um, she, She really misses her daughter. Yeah. Okay. well, let's have a listen to how you got on. I met up with Rosario Reyes, Fatima Ofkir's mother, on a chilly Saturday afternoon in Hospitalet, a working-class city that neighbors Barcelona to the south. 
To say Rosario is desperate to get her daughter back is an understatement. Fatima might be 7,000 kilometers away in a woman's prison in Muscat, but Rosario's day-to-day -day life revolves around her, thinking about how she must be doing, how she's feeling, how to get her out of there. But first things first, I asked Rosario how it got to this. How does a teenage softball player from L'Hospitalet end up serving a life sentence in Oman? The question's a painful one for Rosario. I fell into a deep depression after my divorce, she tells me among photos and reminders of her daughter in her otherwise nearly empty apartment. In debt and overcome with worry, for a space of six or seven months, it got to the point where she could barely get out of bed. I didn't know how to be there for Fatima as a mother, she confesses. She says she didn't know what Fatima was up to or who she was hanging out with until the day she got a call informing her her daughter had been arrested in Oman, making her the youngest Spanish national detained abroad. Rosario's convinced her daughter was taken advantage of for being what she calls vulnerable. And Fatima did try to back out of the drug smuggling scheme, her mother and her current lawyer say, and cooperated with Omani authorities once she was arrested. Rosario says she has messages from her daughter telling her she didn't want to go through with it, but it was already too late. Rosario's first step was to hire someone who she selected from a list of lawyers the Spanish embassy in Oman provided her with to defend her daughter in court. According to Rosario, however, he'd make false promises about bringing Fatima home in a year's time, all the while asking for more and more money but not showing up in court. Fatima was first sentenced to eight years behind bars, but when the Sultan died in January 2020, his cousin came to power and introduced even harsher penalties for drug trafficking. This means Fatima will, if nothing changes, have to serve a life sentence, which in Oman is at most 25 years. Rosario also believes she's received such severe punishment because she's a woman in a country where women have few rights. No, se puede defender. At this point, Rosario tells me, a new lawyer came into the picture, pro bono, who decided to go public with the case. According to him, it's unlikely Fatima would have spent time in prison if this had happened in Spain, because she didn't go through with the smuggling and tried to help the police. They also revealed the shocking news that her first lawyer, the one she'd found through the Spanish embassy, does not actually have the right to practice law in Spain, at least not, as they claimed, during the time of her trial, and they think it's improbable that he ever had the right to practice law in Oman. From what they've been able to gather from Fatima, he only went to five of 15 or so hearings, and he also told Rosario the case could still be appealed when it couldn't. Rosario's only hope now is an inmate transfer treaty between Spain and Oman, especially as her daughter is not eligible for a royal pardon. A letter Rosario sent to King Felipe of Spain following his 2020 visit to the country to meet with a new sultan has had no discernible effect either. She can't help but get frustrated after what she describes as years of inaction. The government and the embassy either aren't doing enough to secure this treaty, she says, or they haven't informed her of any progress that's been made.
In the meantime, Fatima is losing faith, and Rosario fears neither she nor her daughter will be able to make it another 20 years. Fatima is not doing well, Rosario said. Before, I was trying to cheer her up, but now she's given us an ultimatum. She needs a prisoner transfer treaty because she can't put up with this any longer. Our thanks to Rosario. Well, just listen to that. She's been through so much. I mean, first to learn that the sentence is going to be eight years and that's enough to deal with. And then to find out, no, it's actually going to be a life sentence, you know, 25 years. And yeah, Fatima obviously being so young at the time, actually the youngest uh, Spanish national imprisoned abroad at the time as well, at least. Christina, while you were there, Rosario showed you a letter just recently arrived from Fatima. Yeah, she she did. Um, She actually told me that she hadn't been able to finish it because it was so difficult for her. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not surprising. It's quite, you know, emotional reading it, even if you're not connected at all to the case. So, you know, God knows what it must be like for Rosario trying to Mm -hmm. get through it. Uh, Fatima wrote, Hola, Mama. Hi, Mami. How are you doing? I'm trying to be strong, but it's hard. The hardest thing is I've accepted this place as my home and my family. It's hard for me to know that I'm a woman now in this place, and I don't know when I'll get out. I want to leave. I want to live a normal life with its problems and virtues, but what I have here isn't a life. It hurts to hear false promises in this place, wherever they're from. And she goes on and she finishes as well, saying that I love you all very much, despite that now I'm a different person and broken, especially broken on the inside. Uh, Thank you and give my thanks to the people who are still with me and know that I'm alive. Thank you. And she signs it, Fatima Ofkir. She wrote at half four in the morning, 17th of November, just a couple of weeks ago. And in brackets at the very bottom, I still have 1% hope. And, uh, well, you said Rosario didn't get to the bottom. I hope she, I hope she saw yeah. that because that's like a bit of light, you know, and yeah. yeah, kind of darkness. It's very gloomy. Yeah. It's, it's very gloomy. And it's clear that her, her suffering is quite... It's quite big, yeah. Yeah, and, I mean, she also said, um, I didn't read it out there, but she also said, she's already thinking, well, I've done five years of the sentence. Mm-hmm. Maybe I can do another 20. It's, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it's not that bad almost, you know. She's already, yeah. you know, she's already in that headspace. But, and she's also saying that, you know, she isn't going to be reaching out as much just because it's so hard for her to hear all these promises of being, you know, get, getting out of there when she might not for another 20 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gifre, we heard there from Rosario uh, earlier that the only hope now is some kind of treaty between Spain and Oman. Yeah, absolutely. That's the main hope of of, of Rosario and of uh, Spanish uh, foreign affairs authorities too. So shortly after the case was uh, made public by Rosario and her current lawyers in December 2020, the Spanish government said that they were seeking to sign a transfer treaty between Spain and Oman because there's none. So there are no rules applying to this situation. So you really need a a treaty. Uh, Some sources from from the Spanish Congress that are involved in the the Committee of Foreign Affairs have told us that this uh, treaty is not going to be only for uh, Fatima, but they want like a full framework, a full legal framework uh, for this sort of situations. And we've even been told by, by other sources close to the family that 
um, Oman already has a draft of uh, this treaty uh, made by Spanish authorities, and There's no response have been no yeah. response have been uh, delivered yet. Yeah, I mean, everyone is at at, at the expense of Oman's. Uh, will you know? Yeah, and I mean it's a, it's a, it's a delicate topic. It's 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 high level diplomacy. Mm -hmm. I guess these things aren't easy to to get through. You and know? actually, on that note, uh, this uh, parliamentary sources uh, and and some others too have told us that negotiations, talks, and everything involving this possible uh, transfer treaty that would enable Fatima return and serve their serve her time in jail uh, in Spain. Are, have to be discreet. They don't want to talk about it because that could be counterproductive. So that's something they don't want, obviously. We also have to say that um, signing a treaty like this is not easy. Uh, it takes time. It takes time. It takes a lot of time. We've talked to a professor, uh, a specialist in, in this field of uh, international criminal law and, and so on. It's uh, Diego Boza, uh, professor of criminal law at the University of Cadiz in southwestern Spain. And basically what he said is like, the, the first thing you need is willingness uh -huh. in both parts. And he doesn't see any motivation why Omani authorities would need this uh, treaty, you know? Okay, Spain wants Fatima to come back here, Oman. There might not be any Omani prisoners that they're wanting to transfer that's, in the other direction. That's on the, on the one hand. On the second hand, they could give... Uh, a negative message for their uh, politics. They want to. They want to look tough. They they want to use her case as a deterrent. So imagine if if uh, public opinion in Oman hear that people who've been caught drug trafficking, no matter the circumstances that Christina explained before, uh, they can be released or they can be, be you know back home. Uh, go back home. That would be negative for their for their tough policy in this in this field. So he said it's going to be difficult and Spain's diplomacy needs some other argument to persuade Oman that can be absolutely unrelated to this, but it can uh, help. These mm. negotiations. Yeah, these negotiations, exactly. And there was some talk of a potential pardon. Yeah, actually, the uh, Justice Ministry in Oman um, also told us that there is a possibility mm -hmm. of a pardon. In general, they weren't talking about this case. We have to make this very, very clear. And it is up to the Sultan to yeah. decide who gets a pardon. And he usually makes this decision. Um, on Oman's National Day, which is November 18th. Also on, on Muslim holidays, important Muslim holidays. He's exactly. also been known to pardon prisoners. But on November 18th, we checked, and there was no information about whether she had been Yeah, there pardoned. were like some kind of 60 uh, foreigners, so. 65 foreigners who have been uh, released or pardoned. But mm, Fatima yeah. doesn't look to be in this in this list. But despite the fact that the Sultan is pardoning now and then people... Uh, sources very close to to Fatima's case uh, um, have a very gloomy perspective, let's say, because mm, according to them, a woman has never been pardoned in Oman, uh, as far as they know, which makes uh, things even more complicated. And also, in general, you need to serve at least three quarters of the whole sentence to be eligible to this uh, for this pardon. Okay. Okay. And if hypothetically, Fatima, there was some kind of agreement and she came back, you know, would she have to serve her time in prison here or how would it work? 
Yeah, that's a good question. We asked that to this uh, professor, Diego Botha, and what he said is like, it depends on the treaty, obviously, but the standard in this sort of treaties, and for instance, the transfer treaty between Spain and Saudi Arabia, which is like bordering Oman, uh, it establishes that any prisoner sentenced in one country has to serve the full length of the um, sentence in the receiving country, you know, in the, in the, in the other country. But under the prison circumstances of the receiving country, let's say. So, I mean, in here we've got regular permits, re regular releases um, under some conditions. So she could potentially be eligible to that. You know, man, she's not at okay, the moment. So she could be serving a sentence, but she might be mm -hmm. out at the weekend, for example. Exactly. You know, just exactly. Just or, example. or the whole week. I mean, there are permission, there mm -hmm. are there are permits that include full time at home. Okay. Well, we're 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 away away from that at the minute. What assistance Christina do we know has Fatima been receiving obviously she's so far from home we know her mother hasn't been able to travel right um, so uh, you know uh, does she see anyone well, well people from the Spanish embassy in Oman go to visit her around once a month or so we got an email from Spain's foreign ministry towards the end of September that says that they'd visited her 32 times um, since she'd been arrested um, they possibly visited her a couple of times since then. They also told us, quote, that the foreign ministry continues to promote the negotiation of an agreement, end quote, with Oman. Okay. So they're they're promoting the negotiation of yeah. an agreement. Yeah. Rosario as well even wrote to the king, King Felipe of Spain, because I suppose she's she's trying all available channels. Yeah, and the, the king himself has traveled to Oman and has ties with the royal family there. Mm -hmm. So I think that, I think that's why she tried to see if they could do anything for her. But I guess he, nothing has come of that. No, no. She, she got a letter. She didn't get any reply, did she? She got a letter saying that um, they'd sent it on to the foreign ministry. Right, okay. Go through the, the official channels. And what about in terms of, uh, are we seeing politicians kind of getting involved in the case at all? Well, when it was uh, first um, made public in December 2020, the Spanish government shortly afterwards said that they had been working on achieving this transfer treaty with Omani authorities. Politicians from Catalonia also raised this issue in the Spanish Congress Foreign Affairs Committee. And actually, one of the MPs who mentioned this in August 2021 in this committee got a clear response by the Spanish Foreign Ministry along the lines of, I, I, I will brief you about it in private. Uh, right. We have to be very discreet yeah. in the negotiations with Oman. Okay. This is a common theme that we've seen here. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. MEPs from Catalonia also sent a letter to, to the European Commission about it. They got a response to in January 2021, basically saying that this is an issue between Spain and Oman, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. but they will provide any assistance that Spain requests. But, I mean, from January 2021 or so? Not much has changed. I, I was much. in touch with a spokesperson from the European Commission just over a month ago, and they said that, that essentially the same the thing. The same, right? Yeah. You're yeah, aware so of the case, the, but, uh, but it's, it's kind of the ball's it's war. Up it's up to Spain. It's up to Spain. It hasn't been in the media for the past two years or one and a half years, so... And th and this has been something that's really difficult for Rosario because she feels that she's been forgotten. She kind of swung from saying that people aren't doing anything, that authorities aren't doing anything to help her daughter. And then she was like, oh, well, maybe they are. I just haven't been informed. Yeah, yeah it's the uncertainty as well. That's, she doesn't that's know. unbearable, isn't it? 
As we do hear any developments in Fatima's case, we will, of course, uh, keep you up to date on catalannews.com. Time now for our Catalan phrase. What's it this week, Christina? Fe lorni. Fe lorni. I have no idea what that means. So it's to turn a blind eye, to pretend not to notice something. Okay. I'd okay. say fer salorni, though. But fer salorni. It's okay. Fer, fer salorni is the official way. Dictionaries back me here. Correct, so. correct. That's oh, true. there we go. There we go. Right, so fer lorni or fer salorni, if you're different. <laughs> <laughs> And literally, what does it mean to do the orny? What's the orny? Orny doesn't mean anything. No, it's, it's, it's only it's used not, in this expression. Oh, so. I'd say so. Yeah. I, I never used it outside this felorny expression. No. Okay, okay, there we go. Felorny. And that's us for today. Thank you very much for listening. If you want to get in touch with us, our email address is fillingthesink at acn.cat. Huge thanks again to Rosario Reyes uh, for speaking to us. We really appreciate it. And uh, my thanks to the both of you as well, Christina and Gifrey. Thank you. A pleasure. We're back again next Saturday with another episode of Filling the Sink. Until then, from me, Lorcan Doherty, and all of us here at Catalan News, bye for now. Adieu.